two weeks ago, um, was our healing service, and we talked about not losing sight. Um, our theme scripture was Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, and in the New Living Translation, it says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to all of their body. And so our encouragement that week was, um, don't let anything take your eyes off of Jesus. And as you look into the word, he's looking back at you. And um, the word brings health and life and everything that you need to your body. And then last week we talked about growing deeper in our faith and we repotted this beautiful plant. Now, I don't know if you remembered what it looked like. I should have took a before picture, but I didn't think about it. But anyway, it wasn't standing up this tall. So actually, um, when we repotted it, it started growing um, stronger, and there's actually new little buds on it, and there were these big, beautiful yellow flowers, and so I was like, I'm going to bring it back next week and show everybody, because it's got these big, beautiful flowers, but they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the flowers. I don't know if that's supposed to, how it's supposed to be, but you know, like in life, we're not perfect. We don't have everything all together, and it's going to take a community to help me keep this plant alive just like my life. So, you know, it, it takes us all working together. And so, you know, this plant, it, it isn't perfect. It's even got some little yellow spotted leaves. I'm sure that means something. Miss Billy's going to help me out <laughs> later on. But we're talking about growing and taking our time and spending time with God. And when we plan ourselves in the Word and we, we, we plan ourselves in church and we get around the body of Christ, you know, we start to grow, and then the things in us that need to be plucked off, pruned off, you know, the suckers and all those different things that need to come off of us, you know, as we stay in that place, then God will continue to work on us, in us, and help us. And so tonight, I just kind of want to bring that all together. So if you came tonight expecting to take communion, we will take communion at the end. But that's kind of what I want to talk about is God's love for us. Now, if you were in the 1030 service this morning, I mean, pastor just like went there. He brought it. He talked about the love of God. And I mean, it was phenomenal. And I was sitting there and I was like, I don't need to teach tonight. We just need to sit and watch the message that he taught, you know, this morning because I was like, that was it. You know, he's talking about the love of God. And that's why we're here. That's who we are. That's what it's all about. When you go to the book of Genesis and you read about God in the beginning, you know, he's creating all these things. And then he creates man in his likeness after his image. He created us because he wanted to love us. He created us for love. He says it in the beginning. And that's what this whole thing is about. That's why Jesus came, because sin entered into the world. So, so God, in the very beginning, when, when he made Adam and Eve, what he would do, you know, last week I kind of ended with, um, you know, the analogy of walking versus running. And, you know, even though I was talking about walking, I want you guys to understand that, you know, in the Bible it does talk about running as well. So I'm not saying you don't run your race and do those different things. But specifically, I wanted to point out about walking, which is 
taking your time and growing in your relationship with God, not making it a, a, a speed race or, you know, not feeling like because you're not at the level of somebody else that you're not good enough or, you know, whatever, but just taking your time getting to know God, taking your time reading the Word, spending time with Him on a daily basis, and just walking with Him. Uh, you know, and just enjoying the process and enjoying, you know, your time with him. So that's kind of what I was talking about. But, you know, a little bit deeper in that, when God created Adam and Eve, he used to walk with them in the garden. You know, it wasn't God, and, and this is all kind of like analogy. So, you know, I looked that up because I'm like, you know, when he was calling for Adam and Eve, you know, after they had sinned and whatever, they were like, they heard him walking through the garden. So God wasn't in a body, you know, walking around, whatever, but it was like his voice was so powerful and it was so strong. It was his presence that they were hearing. It was his presence that they were feeling. And so when he called out to them, it was as if he was just with them. And so before sin, you know, that's what God would do. He would walk with them, commune with them, spend time with them. And then sin entered the world. And so, you know, like pastor mentioned this morning, God had a plan. Before the foundation of the world, God had a plan. He planned for Jesus to come and to redeem us. And I'm so thankful that Jesus wasn't like, eh, just start over. <laughs> Make some new ones. I don't want to go get in a body. I don't want to deal with all of that. I don't want to go to a cross. You know I'm God. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. He was like, you know, his love for his father, he submitted to the will of God. And he submitted to the plan. And he was right on board with it. He's like, let's do this thing, God. Let's show him the way. Let's show him your love for them. So tonight, in talking about that, we're talking about covenant, and we're talking about God's love for us. And so I can't bypass that love without using, you know, what we consider a, a popular scripture in Christian world. Sometimes we hear these scriptures, but, you know, we, we don't, like, fully comprehend, and we just need to hear it again. So let's turn to John 3.16. Turn to it. Let's look at it. Because you can probably quote it. You know, if you, you grew up in church, you can probably quote it. And you might not have looked at it very often. So let's just look at it. I, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. And um, John 3.16 in the New Living Translation says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. God wants us to enter into a covenant of love with him. He sent Jesus for us. It, it's amazing. God gave his only begotten son, and Jesus died an excruciating death for all, all for love. The central reason for this whole thing between God and man is love. 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 It's what we sang about. It's what we just did earlier in worship. I mean, we sat there and we soaked in his presence. And you could just feel the love and the presence of God. And Shezzy was exhorting us, like, 
just stay here. Let's just stay here and let's just soak it up. Let's not be in a hurry. Let's not be in a rush. Let's, let's not look at our watches and go, oh, worship is still going on. No, let's just soak in his presence. And it was good. I'm standing there and I was like, oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thanks for being in the midst of us. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for your love. Jesus poured out his blood, and his blood being poured out confirmed the covenant between us and God. That was the seal. That was it. A covenant is a binding agreement between two parties. To cut a covenant by the shedding of blood, that is the closest, most sacred of all contracts. It cannot be broken. When you enter into blood covenant with someone, you promise to give your life, your love, and your protection forever. That's God's promise to us. Life love, and his protection forever. It cannot be broken. Matthew 26, 28, in the New Living Translation, says, For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And then in Hebrews 9.20 in the New Living Translation, it says, Then he said, This blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. We take communion to remember. You know, we're in, a, we're, in this, we're in this world. You know, you deal with a lot of things on a daily basis. You, you know, you, you, I mean, driving alone. <laughs> That's still my thing God is working with me on, you know. I just have conversations with people. Everybody's Fred. <laughs> Going down the street, what's wrong with you, Fred? Why are you doing that? I'm trying to speed around people or do this or this or that. Sometimes I'll speed around people. And I'm like, oh, are you going so slow? And I look over and it's an older person and I'm like, oh, sorry. No, take your time. I don't want to push you, you know, whatever. And then I feel so bad, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> or that, or, you know, maybe you get to work and there's that person, or, you know, maybe you're going to the store and there's that cashier, or, you know, whatever, maybe you're walking around and, you know, there's that, th those people, you know, we, those people we deal with every single day, or maybe you're in school, kids, and it's those kids at school, or the teacher and the homework and all of that stuff that we deal with in life, but you know what? We have a God who loves us. And if we spend time with him, he helps us throughout our day. And we take communion so that we can remember his promises. We can remember his love for us. We can remember that when we have sickness in our body, that he has a promise that we are healed. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to deal with it. But we can speak the word when there are things that we need in life. You know, maybe it's provision. Maybe it's something that you just desire. You know, God is a loving father and he'll just do things. 
It's not always about, I need this, I want that. You know, sometimes you go to him and you're just like, you know, we need to learn how to just wake up in the morning and not wake up and go, God, I need this. And God, I need that. And I need you to take care of this. And before I can get out of the bed, I need you to do this. No, we need to learn how to wake up in the morning and go, thank you, God. There's nothing that I want except to say thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for letting me wake up in a beautiful bed. Thank you for the home that you have provided for me. Thank you, Lord God, that I'm safe. Thank you, Father God, that I didn't get washed away in the storm. Thank you for my car or thank you for however I'm getting to work. Thank you, Lord, that I have a job. Thank you, Father God, that for your peace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for me. Thank you for forgiving me when I mess up and I do stupid stuff. Thank you for talking me through things in my life. We need to learn how to wake up and remember that God loves us and all that he's done for us. And just for that, you know, he might just bless us just for coming to him. And he's right there like, oh, I just love you so much. Thank you for showing up this morning. I've been waiting for you to wake up. That's loving God. You know, sometimes we're, we're that way with people, but we forget that that's what God wants too. We kind of put him aside and think, oh, you know, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible. But we make it more complex than what it is. It's a relationship. And, you know, I, I'm going to tell on Stephanie because Stephanie works for me. And she was sitting in my office the other day. I put this table in my office because, you know, I, I tricked Destiny and the Stephanie into coming in my office. So I wanted this big, like, community office or whatever. And they were like, no, you need to have your office, whatever. So anyway, I put a table in there, coffee pot, you know, all the good stuff that you need. So next thing I know, you know, they're always in my office. And so we sit at this table. And then I put this really big, comfortable egg chair in there. So sometimes they'll be in there, you know, under the blanket or whatever. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, hi, you know. And so... <laughs> um, I just like it. I just like having them around. So anyway, we're in there and we're working. And so it was me and Stephanie. It was kind of silent in there. And I mean, she's just going to town. And she's just talking. And finally, I was like, hello, are you talking to me? Oh, no, I'm talking to myself. I talk to myself all the time. And I'm like, man, your conversations are pretty intense with yourself, you know. So I mean, if you can take the time to have those kind of intense conversations with yourself, it's really not that hard to have those kind of conversations with God. You know, he's just as close. <laughs> so then you can just tell people, no, 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 I'm talking to God, you know? <laughs> then you don't sound as crazy, you know? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just that simple. You know, you're driving in your car. Turn the music off and just have a conversation. You know, God, you know, I, I was just thinking today. My sister, she talks out loud so much that Siri's always answering her back. <laughs> She's driving in the car and all of a sudden Siri starts talking back. And I'm like, goodness, you know, turn it into a conversation with God. Like if Siri is right there waiting to respond, how much more is God waiting to respond when you talk to him? Right? 
I better watch it. I got all these devices. Let me not call on, <laughs> you know. But it's the same way, but we tend to make it much more complex than what it needs to be. And we need to remember his love for us. You know, the, the devil tries to tell us that because we're not perfect or because we've had things gone on or because we've messed up or, you know, whatever, that God doesn't want to hear from us. It is a lie. Straight up lie. You parents know no matter what your kids do, you always want them. You want to spend time with them. And it brings you joy. If you haven't seen them in a long time, maybe they've been off doing something stupid. If all of a sudden they show up, you're just like, oh, I ain't giving you nothing, but I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> They may come with other motives, but your motive is love, right? It's just like, oh, come here. Mama, can I have a dollar? Come here. I'm just so happy to see you. Sit down. Let me make you something to eat, you know? Same way. God loves us, and he sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we could have a relationship with him. When you enter into covenant, you come into a personal consciousness and awareness of God as your heavenly father. As you get to know him, you discover his love. He is not only, per he is not only perfect love, he is love. He has identified himself with us through the birth and life and death of his son. He completely understands us. He understands our trials and limitations. He's sympathetic to our struggles. He knows our hearts because he knows our makeup. He was there before we were formed in our mother's womb. We can come to him without pressure, just as we are. He receives us with compassion, kindness, understanding, and affection. He is merciful and gracious towards us, slow to anger. He is good and ready to forgive. His loving kindness is always extended towards us. He is righteous in all of his ways, and we can trust him to always do right by us. He's so good. Don't believe the lie that you can do life by yourself. Don't believe the lie that you have to clean yourself up before you come to him. He's the only way. He's the only way that you can grow. He's the only way that you can change. He's the only way. That's, that's the lie of this world is that when you, you do something, you know, condemnation comes and then you want to run away from him. And he's like, no, 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 come here. Come here, let me help you. Come on. Come on, I, I got you. I got you. Come, come here. here. Here's my open, you know, come on. Come here. Bring it in. Come on. God is so, he's so, so good. I'm going to pick on my nephew because he's here, um, Caleb. He's a phenomenal goalie. He plays soccer. And uh, so I like to go watch him play um, soccer, and he's in an indoor league, and it's a lot more competitive than the outdoor league. And we like indoor better because it's not as hot. 
So anyway, yeah, amen. Holler that out. And so he's been doing training camps and, you know, all kinds of things. I remember when he and um, my oldest nephew, when they first started playing soccer, I mean, they were little tiny babies and it was like, man, do they know where the ball is? Do they know where the goal is? We're just out here and they're all just running around these little toddlers and, you know, and his parents are really intense about soccer. Like they're on the sideline, like, get the ball in. What are you doing? You know, because he used to be outside like, oh, do you see this tree? Do you see this bug? You know, whatever. And so since, you know, he's grown up and he's a lot more intense about it. And um, so a couple weeks ago, um, he plays for two teams. He's really, he's really good. You know, I'm not biased, but he's phenomenal. But anyway, he plays for two teams. And so they were both, both teams were in their championship games. So he's playing for first place in one, second or third place in another. And so anyway, so he's out there, you know, he's in position and he's ready. And I mean, Caleb is, he's tall. Like, you know, there's some other kids on his team and he's like one of the, he's one of the tall, big kids on the team. And um, so when that ball comes, you know, I'm watching him. He's like, he's ready. He's doing his little things. But I've seen a progression in his playing. So since he's gone to all these camps and all that, he's a lot more intense. So mom and dad have backed off on like giving him instruction and telling him what to do because he's learned and he's at a different level and now he's into it. So I've, I've watched him play and so he's out there, you know, and he's doing his thing and I mean the ball's flying and he's jumping in the air, hitting balls, he's throwing himself, he's diving, he's doing all kinds of things, you know. And I'm over there like, that's my nephew, like, yeah, you know. And um, so anyway, in this championship game, you know, they're, they're playing against, you know, here are the top two teams. They're going at it against each other. But I noticed that, you know, sometimes if he would like miss a, miss a ball or something, or if it would go in, you know, he'd kind of get down. And so you go, you know, shake it off, shake it off. It's okay. You know, you're, you still got it, you know? And so what we were trying to do is help him like, you know, okay, you miss one, but that doesn't make you a failure. That doesn't make you any less good. You're still a phenomenal goalie. You still got it. What got what it takes? But you just let one go by. It's okay. You gave it all your effort. You jumped. I watched you throw your whole body. I watched when that ball hit you in the face and then bounced over your head and went back in there. I know you gave it everything you got, you know, but we're still on the sideline cheering them on. We didn't stop and go, oh, you're such a loser. How would you let that ball go by? Just sit down, Caleb. No, we're on the side going, you got this. You can do it. It's okay. Shake it off, you know, and that's how God is in life. You got this. You can do it. Shake it off. You let one go by. It's it's okay. You're still my child. You're still filled with my presence. You're still righteous. You're still the righteousness of God. I still love you. I still have a plan for you. Just keep moving forward. Just keep going. And that's what he's saying tonight. Just keep moving. Just keep going forward. Just keep growing in him. Just remember that he loves you above everything else. Nobody, nothing can ever take that away from you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, never, ever can separate us from the love of God. So, we need to remember.